Welcome to episode 63 of the J Bunny's Music Hub podcast. I'm your host, J Bunny. Well, everybody, for this episode, I was joined by my friend Jimmy Tolland, who is the bass player for the bands Bobaflex and The Lonely Ones. It was so great to talk to, to Jimmy, uh, as I mentioned, uh, as you'll hear in the episode. Last time I saw them play live was when they played the last Bobaflex show in the area in 2019. So it's been a fucking while. It was great to catch up and and get all of the info on, on how he came to, to join the band, how it's been launching their new band, The Lonely Ones, at the start of the pandemic. It was just a great conversation, as always. I really enjoyed it, and I think you guys will as well. Without further ado, here's Jimmy. What's up, everybody? It's Jay Bunny. I am here once again, home on Skype, once again, drinking a fantastic beer from the Ghost Talk Brewery in Clifton, New Jersey. As always, you should check them out, because their stuff is fantastic. Joining me today is Jimmy Tolland, bass player from the band The Lonely Ones, and also from Bobaflex. How's it going today, Jimmy? How you doing, Jay? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. It sucks that it, uh, I have not gotten to uh, see you guys in person since... Uh, 2019 when you guys were winding down boba flex but hopefully you'll you'll come out this way again sometime soon yeah little did we know it'd be this long yeah i know so you know boba flex is is where i first became aware of you uh back in i believe 2014 was when you joined the band as their new bass player can you uh tell me about your journey in music up until that point up until 2014 yeah let's see um Spring of 2012, I was living in uh, Tacoma, Washington at my mom's house, fresh out of school, and uh, decided I was didn't want to do that anymore and wanted to play music. So I packed my little Ford Tempo up uh, with an amp and a guitar and a suitcase and drove to Columbus, Ohio, where I knew a couple people at, and lived in my car for a few months, eventually got into a, a band out there that was actually managed by Marty from Bobaflex and now The Lonely Ones, which, you know, we became really fast friends. That band lasted for about a year. I had to go back to normal life and work a real job for a little bit, and then not too long after that, Marty called me asking if I wanted to play bass for Bobaflex. That's the, uh, that's the abridged version. Okay. All right. So you, you'd only had really one other band prior to that? A serious band, yeah. I, I did the whole garage band thing through high school plenty, but the only one that I thought I could turn into a career before Boba Flex was the one band, Devil by Design. And was it difficult stepping into an established <laughs> band that had five albums worth of material? Now, granted, they didn't really play anything from those first two, but <laughs> it's still a band with an established catalog. Uh, No, no. It was, um, I would say, honestly, it was probably easier because it, because of that establishment you kind of moved into a system that already worked in you know in my prior band before Bobaflex we were trying to just get off the ground which is a lot of work with any anything in the music industry is going to be a lot of work but it was you know really really tough to do as a bunch of kids I wasn't even old enough to play in the bars I was having to lie to people and all that there's just there's so many moving parts to just start making a buck in the music industry the establishment that Boba Flex already had allowed money to kind of be coming in constantly, which allows a lot of mobility. You can, you know, think laterally and make decisions based on that. Now, now after joining Boba Flex, uh, you guys recorded an additional two albums before transitioning to being the Lonely Ones in 2019. Was there a particular track off of those two Boba Flex records that you were a part of that stand out as a as a favorite of yours? Favorite, not necessarily. I have, you know, fond memories of 
there's a, a B-side on anything that moves uh, called Show Me that was the first thing I ever recorded with the band. Yeah, I think I'd been in the band less than a month at this point when we went in and tracked that song. Uh, you know, and it, not many people have heard that. It was a, you know, a heavy B-side, but every once in a while I'll put that one on. It's, it's just, it's really cool because it was the first thing in that circle that I really poured my heart and soul into working with, with the guys. It's just, it's a deep cut off the first album, Anything That Moves. Uh, we never sent it out to radio, never really attempted to really push it into the spotlight like, you know, we did with maybe four or five other songs. It almost feels like it's kind of a secret. All right. And then in 2019, you know, it was announced while you guys were on tour that Sean McCoy would be leaving the band and that the band, the entity Bobaflex was was ending as a result. From a, from a fan standpoint, that announcement seemed pretty abrupt. How long had you guys known about that situation before announcing it publicly? As far as like a concrete decision that had been made, a couple weeks. But as for like, you know, a discussion that had been happening, you know, hey, I'm considering this you know sean had a had a child or has a child at home none of the rest of us do you know as far as hey i'm thinking about doing this god it had probably been a year maybe i could be wrong on that but it had been around that much time prior that it was at least on the table is something we've talked about okay all right and uh i saw you guys at what was boba flex's last new jersey show and what's what's odd is that you guys had nine electric on the bill that wound up being their last new jersey show too because they're not together anymore either i saw that yeah yeah that's Um, that's a shame they were were a good band and really cool people yeah i really i really dug those guys um Now, you guys, I, you know, Sean had had left after a period of time. And, and I believe that you and I had discussed when you guys played in, in Clifton, New Jersey, which oddly enough is where the, the brewery is. I think I actually have given you guys some of the Ghost Hawk beer before. Uh, but, uh, but uh, you know, we had discussed that you guys were going to finish up as a four piece and then move on to to the Lonely Ones. And we were actually planning on doing this interview uh, you guys are going to come back to the area, play Long Island, and you and I had talked about doing this then, and then I think that show wound up getting canceled, and then the pandemic happened. It's been sort of uh, uh, yeah. a crazy, a crazy time. I was just wondering, instead of you know, instead of disbanding Boba, the band completely, uh, you know, Boba Flex is no longer to a degree, but you guys decided the rest of you were going to become the Lonely Ones. And I believe you had mentioned that you guys had been working on a new Bobaflex album that you guys were going to carry over into The Lonely Ones. What led to the decision to keep going instead of breaking up completely? Well, to really, you know, draw lines here of where where we're at and what material is what, Bobaflex is not, I guess, not technically broken up. I would say we're we're an inactive, but we're a recording entity. I would say we'll never tour again, but, you know, we still, since we've actually still recorded, I believe, two songs with Sean. We're all very close. It's oh, just, I would, he, I would hope know. so with him and Marty being brothers. <laughs> yeah, right. But I mean, you know, even outside of that, you know, I still talk to Sean a couple times a week, most of the time. And so what we wanted to separate the two entities as much as possible so that, you know, it's not like there was a, a Boba Flex album that we decided well this is the lonely ones now we had some ideas that we've been kicking around for boba flex stuff and i believe one song that we had finished that uh marty sang on that we carried over and kept but you know it, it's very much two separate creative entities the lonely ones being the the studio and recording project and our, our main focus now and boba flex being the just you know studio get an idea out and you know, hey, let's try this, you know, hanging out with our friends type thing. Okay. 
All right, but you guys definitely, in any event, though, you guys did want to continue to move forward, and so it was like, all right, we're, we're going to keep doing this. Yes, yeah, we definitely wanted to keep playing music, definitely wanted to keep playing music together. We thought the four of us, you know, with or without Sean, had something very special and didn't want to lose that, but we also didn't want to be that band that's just, you're watching one member at a time drop off and... You know, you're still trying to keep that name because that name's the only thing that, you know, could potentially be keeping you afloat and making life easy for you. We didn't want to take that easy route. So we we decided to completely chop it off and start new as a new band. Right. I can say, though, that that from my time following the band, even prior to you joining, they, they did kind of have that going on with with guitarists a bit. <laughs> yes, it was it was it, it felt like time. You know, Sean was you know, one of the two lead singers, we didn't, you know, yeah, it yeah. felt like it would be kind of just a sad movie-esque, I guess. I don't know if that's the right term, but to, to, to just keep going and keep going and go, we're still Bogoflex, I swear. It, I didn't want to do that. Nobody wanted to do that. Sure. Yeah. And so where did the name, the lonely ones come from? <sighs> you know, I remember having a conversation about us calling ourselves the quiet ones. And I think that that was too close to a horror movie. And so we decided we liked the idea. We thought it sounded cool. So we just kind of nudged it over. I think I don't even really remember. It was like, what What the hell? We, I think that was actually before we had announced that Sean was leaving Boba Flex that we had decided on the name. And it was just us sitting around in a parking lot, throwing ideas back and forth with each other. Right. Uh, right. But yeah, I, that's all I can really recall is we we thought about the quiet ones and then that that wasn't going to work. So we just changed the first word. I don't remember. I wish there was a, a more grand story to it. Oh, no worries. You know, sometimes it's 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 something simple. I know that I had asked Josh from Psycho Stick once, you know, how, how did you guys come up with your name? And, and the response was basically, well, all the simple stuff is taken. So you have to you have to come up with something that's at least a couple words, you know, and, yeah. and the, the less sense it makes, the less likely it's taken. Yeah, it, it, you're 100 percent right. You know, we, we felt like we wanted to go with something that sounded kind of movie-esque just you know years of touring under the name boba flex which was essentially just a made-up nonsense word I feel like people sometimes got the wrong idea about what kind of band we were mm-hmm. so we really wanted it to not be too far of a step away from what we thought we were going to sound like and then you sort of touched on it a little bit at the beginning uh, how has it been trying to launch what is essentially a new band at the start of a global pandemic uh, it's been fucking terrible. Fortunately, we've been busy. So at least, you know, I've, I've not been inactive, not doing anything. We've, I've learned a lot of stuff that is so peripheral to the music industry that I never thought I'd have to learn it. Learned a lot about trademark law, spent a lot of time sifting through paperwork that I'm not qualified to sift through. But, you know, we've we've recorded a lot of material. I think we at this point between the stuff that we've got out already and the stuff that we're, you know, we were waiting to release, we've got like a double album's worth of material if we so decided to put it out that way. So we've, we've definitely stayed busy through everything. And it's just been a lot of planning tours, planning releases. We, we were lucky enough to get in contact with some people that we were working with, with Imagine Records. We signed with them uh, at the beginning of this year. So it's, it's really been a lot of growing, kind of waiting for the opportunity to go out and play. That's been the that's been the broad theme of everything is when can we play? When can we play? 
And so you had just said sort of, you know, if you guys decide to release the music as an album, and I was sort of curious about that because you guys have released six or seven singles so far. And I was curious if there was going to be an album or if you guys were just going to continue to just every few months put out a new, you know, every month or two put out another song. Eventually we'll put out an album. I, I don't know when eventually is. I mean, it's, it's our decision. You know, it's not like we're beholden to anybody else telling us what to do. But at this point, just as a band that's trying to create, you know, brand recognition and all those terrible buzzwords, we really got to, you know, keep our names on people's tongues, especially right. prior to touring. So I don't foresee us putting out like a, a big collection of work for a while, at least until we until we feel that we're established enough that we can move a $12 piece of music merchandise. You got to keep that in mind. You know, as much as I'd love to just freak out and go out into a cabin in the woods and release what we came up with, with no thoughts about finances behind it, that that's the main driving factor right now is, is staying afloat financially and brand wise. And it's just, I don't think it's a smart move right now to put out a record for a new band. Cause where do you go once the record's out? It's out, you know, good luck putting another piece together. Right, right. And so you guys have been have been starting to do some some live shows, and I know that you'd said that Boba Flex and Lonely Ones are, are separate, so that may have already answered this question, but I was curious if you guys play any of the Boba Flex material in the Lonely Ones set, or are you only playing Lonely Ones songs? This will be only Lonely Ones stuff. You know, I've, I definitely understand there's been, you know, I've seen people on social media and stuff that have kind of that confusion going, which I totally get. But yeah, anything, if it's the four of us, and only the four of us, that is Lonely One's material through and through. Well, I guess plus a Queen song. Uh, right, right, which which that did fantastic. That was a fantastic cover, by the way. Yeah, thank you very much. But I guess I can also see where the confusion might be just insofar, and, and I can understand why you guys did it, but instead of sort of building it from the bottom, I know that when you guys finally made the transition, um, instead of making like a new Facebook and a new Twitter and a new this and a new that, you just changed the name on all of the existing ones. Yeah, I'm listen, I'm creatively honest, and I try to make sure that we're doing what we can to separate ourselves, but I'm not stupid. I'm not going to give up access to a you know, over a hundred thousand people, potential new fans. So that, that was that was something we toyed around with for a little bit. Uh, you know, I was like, ah, no, I'm cool off starting a page from scratch and trying to point people over in that direction. Let's right, just right. change the name. I mean, it's, it was all our page. Why not? Right, right. And I remember before you guys did that, like, because I, I had I had heard, you know, you guys, you had told me, you and Marty had told me that you guys were going to be changing the band name, but you, you didn't tell me at the time what it was. And then it sort of started to get out there through Facebook before you guys had actually announced it through different ways. I think that at one point I, I saw it on one of Bigelow's posts before you guys had actually uh, put it out I, there. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it did start leaking out i don't i don't think it would have been bigelow uh for the listeners that's our our longtime loyal phenomenal sound guy who's who's been with us as longer than i have uh, right and uh yeah he he wouldn't have done that first he may have reactively after other people started talking yeah, I about say, it i don't i don't think that uh, he, it was his like i think it was a comment somebody else had commented on one of his posts yeah. uh, i don't think he was the one yeah, to put it out I, there but i think i just saw it there i Listen, more power to our resourceful fans. We tried to keep that under lock and key. I don't know how it got out. People had our logo ready to go months before we were ready to tell anybody. I, you know, I got to tip my hat, I guess. And and so one of, one of the other things I wanted to ask you, because you had said that that Boba Flex will will 
still exist as a recording entity, but not necessarily as a touring entity. But I do know that you guys have I've seen Boba Flex attached to at least one or two festivals that, you know, like Lonely Ones played one day, Boba Flex was booked the next. I think one of those wound up falling through due to transport issues or whatever. But is that a thing that you might still do as like one off festival shows as Boba Flex? Yeah. Yeah, we will do that. It's just, you know, there's it's fun. You know, like I said, we're all still very close with Sean. He's still one of my best friends and we like getting together and doing stuff together. He's just not in a, you know, a home life situation where he can be out touring for, you know, weeks at a time or even a week at a time. You know, we really probably will at some point once, you know, once we get our sea legs as the lonely ones, go do an occasional one off show in one of Boba Flex's very strong markets, whether that be a festival or a headlining date whatever it's something that we would all like to do for sure you know the priority right now though is really establishing the lonely ones and discovering what we want to do and what our plan of attack is so i got to keep a lot of options open for us i can't book myself out of an option for the lonely ones because there might be something great that comes down the road and if i'm booked out with boba flex now that's a conflict right right no, I, I totally understand. So you, you've mentioned a couple of times you've used the phrase, the music industry. You were in the tour bus when I interviewed Marty, although I don't know if you were there for the full the full interview uh, when he was on the show a few years ago. Um, but the, the sort of signature question that I ask everybody that's ever been on the show and ever will be is how do you feel about the current state of where the music industry is, where even before all of the challenges that, that COVID brought with, with no touring and, and all of that, where people weren't buying music and, and it seemed that the general attitude of the public was well why do i need to buy music when i can subscribe to spotify or illegally download it and bands make all of their money touring anyway so i mean why do i have to pay for music like how do you feel about that i tell people this because i get it you know i'm i'm a consumer of music just as much as i'm a creator of it i understand i want access to all of that that can come to me for ten dollars a month what I tell people is if you want to do that, by all means, don't let me stop you. If you like a band and you want to save their entire discography on Spotify or Apple Music or what have you, do so. Great. I, you know, don't let me stop you. Go buy one song on iTunes or on uh, Amazon or YouTube Music, anything. Go buy one song because the money that we get from that will outdo all of the streams you could possibly work towards doing in a month on Spotify. Now, keep doing all the Spotify stuff because that's there's a lot of inner working algorithms that push us to more people and it helps us grow. It's a great tool for that that iTunes never provided. All that being said, you know, it, there are a lot of upsides to it because it's so much more accessible through Spotify. It it really does get us in front of people that never would have discovered us. And it it ties us to other artists that we would have never been able to make those connections with. All right. See, I've I've resisted signing up. I've always been, you know, I'm always I'm I'm more more old school or whatever, but I've been seeing more on social media lately about bands saying like, "Hey, and in fact, while I was doing the research to put the questions together for this interview, saw an interview through, I believe it was posted on the Imagine Records page of marty saying hey getting high is coming out please pre-save it on spotify that really helps us out and so i've been considering signing up just to kind of do those kind of things even if i'm not gonna use it as much if if just doing saves and things like that helps a band i mean that's that's what i'm about is helping bands out helping them yeah. to get their their stuff out there and so if that's gonna help then then i think that i might need to start doing that yeah it it really is you know the 
there's a lot of people that get down on it fully and want to trash Spotify or streaming as a platform or a way of consuming music. And I get it. You know, I understand there are a lot of downsides to it, but there are also a lot of upsides, like any shift in the industry that's going to come. There's there's positives and negatives. Like I said, you know, the the lonely ones, I don't know if we would have gotten the traction we've gotten in a primarily purchase based like iTunes kind of industry. Because you're, you'd be asking these people who have never heard your music before to give you a buck or give you five bucks. And that's a lot tougher to do than people think. That's really, really difficult. So because it's essentially free to people that already have a subscription to the service, it's much easier for them to just click over and see what people are talking about. Now, you guys also recently announced for The Lonely Ones uh, a Patreon, which in the announced video, Marty says, will allow the band financial and creative freedom. Tying into the previous question about the music industry a bit, what made you guys decide to go this route of, of the Patreon? I had a, uh, a conversation with a guy who I'm not going to say his name. I don't know if people want me to say it, but he's been exceptionally successful through not Patreon, but a, a different service that is essentially a proprietary version of Patreon. And he basically explained to me that we were screwing up by not doing this. You know, we, we had a really good way of interacting with fans and creating content that fans wanted to see. And that if there was a little bit of financial incentive, we could be creating better content, which would, you know, the fans would love to consume. I know I just said how hard it is to get people to spend five bucks, but it's been pretty successful. I'm quite excited about it really it's kind of given us more projects to work on which i'm always cool with because you want to get everything prepped in advance for tour so you're not trying to work that much harder on tour so we've we've been putting together kind of composite story videos about creations of songs we've got some other plans for things that we're going to be putting out as well we'll probably release music early or release alternative versions of songs through there that you can only get through patreon it, I just thought it was something interesting to try. And, and this guy that gave me this advice, he's a, a testament to that success. And I wanted to take a shot at it. If we can have you know that extra money coming in, we really can afford to make more music and take risks with the music. Okay. And does that in any way cause any conflict with the, being signed to the record label, to Imagine Records? No. No, not at all. We get along really well with those guys over at Imagine. And they're very artist friendly in that they don't they're not they're not trying to pickpocket you at every turn. They want what we agreed to at the beginning of the deal and they're satisfied with that. righty. So one thing that I wanted to ask you, as I mentioned, I had Marty on the show back in twenty seventeen and you were sort of sitting in the background and at one point I had asked him about other bands, you know, independent bands, what have you, that that he thought that people should know about and and then he asked you hey what what do you think and you you chimed in with a couple and being that it's four years later i was just wondering i just wanted to, to go around again and ask you uh, are there any uh what what bands are you listening to or are aware of that you think the listeners should know let's see who i've been listening to lately you know it, it's not a secret to a lot of people but they just had a number one record i think uh, i'm a huge fan of royal blood right now i've been listening to them like crazy on, you know, on the more underground side of things, I've been listening to, God, let's see, Royal Tusk. They're from up in Canada. Monster Truck, another Canadian band. Goodbye June. They're a Nashville kind of like uh, almost Humble Pie-esque kind of group. I don't know how, how to exactly describe it. Very 70s rock. Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, another kind of throwback 70s 
you know, Tom Petty kind of vibe thing. God, who else, man? Stop me if I've said enough. I always draw blanks on these type of questions. No, um, I, I was, you know, I went back and listened to that show or to that section of that show last time you had mentioned the band uh, White Denim. Yeah, I tried to go see them, man. That show sold out. I, I haven't got to check them out here in a while. I don't know what they've been up to. Yeah, it was weird. I looked them up because you had mentioned them, and I and, and for whatever reason, I had never looked them up since then. So I'd looked them up on, on YouTube, listened to one of their songs, and it definitely had the, the vibe that you described. What was weird was I was looking at their uh, Wikipedia, and their Wikipedia starts out with White Denim was an American four-piece rock band, and that generally means that the band is no longer together. But then if you read the article, it doesn't give any indication that they've broken up, so I'm not sure why it's worded that way. Let me tell you, you can't trust a music, or you can't trust a band's Wikipedia page for nothing. Well, <laughs> that was something that I, I forgot to write down that I wanted to ask you, actually, is do you have any idea why, because I know there had been one at one point, why is there no longer a Bobaflex Wikipedia? It's I don't know. Gone. I tried it's to, not there. I tried to edit it because there was a bunch of false information in there and make it a little more presentable and true. And I, I guess, I don't know, they didn't trust me as a source so they just deleted the whole page maybe i missed something but that was my understanding i don't know i do know that if it's because they they actually i don't know if you ever watched that show that used to be on hbo the newsroom there was a whole storyline with one of the characters on that show where their wikipedia was wrong and they wanted to get it fixed but wikipedia had some policy against you updating your own information it had to come from a third party and so there was this whole thing of them trying to figure out how they could correct this woman's Wikipedia without her actually being the one to do it. Yeah, I've, I've probably had something to do with that. I probably said something stupid in a conversation back and forth or in the notes or something like that. I don't know. It's probably my fault. But yeah, because I was trying to find out, I was trying to pinpoint exactly when you had joined, and I figured, oh, Wikipedia will have that information. And I was like, wait a minute, there's no Boba Flex Wikipedia at all. Where'd that go? That <laughs> <laughs> was uh. Yeah, I don't even. I yeah, I tried. I tried to fix all that, and that that didn't go well. Okay. So the only other thing I've got left to ask is, uh, you know, what's next? Last I saw, you guys were were touring, and you've been putting out. You know, you put out a, a new single last week, I think it was. And uh, so, what's what's sort of next for for you and for the band? Well, we're spending basically the rest of this year on the road, shaking the rust off, getting our sea legs, getting what we want our show to be figured out and built been a lot of run up to that we've been rehearsing like five six days a week getting everything right once 2022 hits we want to try to pivot into you know supporting larger acts getting on festivals because something happened via covid all the tours that were supposed to happen in 2020 got bumped to you know the end of 2021 early 2022 so there was really no room for us to get on these these shows and these uh and these festivals that were all happening because they were already booked before we were even a band. Right. You know, right. the same lineups as are permitted just carry over. So we basically knew that was going to be a wash pretty early for the first little bit of our touring career. So we decided, you know, not to sit around on our hands and get even rustier. We just decided to go hit it as a headliner and make sure we got everything figured out. So when we do get the opportunity to go out and open for these larger acts, we know that, you know, our short, our sword is sharp. Okay. I haven't seen anything in this area yet, but estimate, when might I be seeing you guys back at the Stanhope House or Dingbats here in New Jersey? Well, if I was to make an educated guess, because I know a guy who might know this information, I'd say it's looking like December. Okay. 
Fantastic. Like I said, it's been too long. And, and as you know, uh, and again, even from before you were in the band, from the time that I, uh, just to give you a little sort of backstory about about my sort of relationship with with Boba Flex, because, you know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm tight with you guys at this point. So I first saw Boba Flex play the Gigantor in 2005. Then sort of sort of lost track, you know. You know, after Tales from Dirt Town came out, sort of lost track of the band. I was like, uh, you know, as as tends to happen, you know. And there was yeah. all that stuff with with the record label and all that nonsense that went on. And so then the the way that I discovered rediscovered Bobaflex, and I still it always strikes me as as strange when somebody, especially somebody that I would think is someone of note or someone in a band or whatever, finds me on Facebook. I got a friend request from jared you know the the bass player the previous yeah. bass player from boba flex on facebook and at first i was like is this really the you know and it turned out to really be him and through that i had found out that the band was playing at uh the stanhope house went to that show and then a couple months later went to dingbats and just you know became very uh you know hung out me and my brother hung out on the on the bus after that dingbat show helped uh, load out and everything and have just been like friends or friendly with the band ever since so anytime you guys come through i'm there or even remotely close i saw you i went to see you guys in philly once because that was the closest on that run <laughs> yeah i remember that actually was that it uh was that at, was it was that dobbs. one little yes it was called dobbs and it was you guys yeah, and the legendary uh, dobbs and, uh, yeah the legendary dobbs it right, kept changing it was, names, but it was always dobbs right it was you guys in royal bliss and uh you know a couple openers did we play acoustic that night that I don't recall. I know I've seen you guys do it before, but I don't remember if you yeah. did that night in Philly or not. I remember we played there twice, like back to like almost back to back within a few months of each other. And once we played acoustic and once we played electric and the stage was so small that I had to stand behind Sean and Marty because it was it wasn't wide enough to accommodate four singers or four microphone stands. Right, right. So as, as the junior man, I had to step back and and play like it at midfield. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have seen the the band do do Boba Flex do acoustic at least once in Jersey at the the backstage at Championship Bar in Trenton, New Jersey. That was definitely an acoustic show. Yeah, you guys may or may not have done it at Stanhope. I know that one time I saw Adelita's Way roll through Stanhope, and they they decided to go acoustic. So you guys might have as well. I'm I'm not sure, but I've definitely seen you do it before. And in fact, yeah. that was that was when when Boba Flex had released that acoustic EP, the acoustic cuts. I really dug that. Yeah. I had a actually asked Marty when when I had interviewed him in 2017 if you guys were gonna do something like that again. And and uh, if I recall, he said that you know that maybe it was possible. You know, I'm I'm a hard rock and metal guy, but there's definitely something to be said for for the way that uh, an acoustic track hits you. It's it's fun to try to reimagine those songs. We did that with uh, Real Big Trouble from Lonely Ones back in, oh, I don't know, November, maybe something like that. October. Yeah, uh, I was going to say I was looking at the the YouTube and I only saw the acoustic version on your YouTube. I didn't see another version of it. We didn't do a video for the electric version, but we were we recorded that with a friend of ours, uh, Jacob Mooney, and he's also uh, you know pretty adept with a camera. So it just kind of made sense. He offered to do it for us. You know, so we just decided to roll back into the studio like a couple of days after we'd recorded the song and went and shot the video. Okay. It just made too much sense not to do. Well, man, that that is all I've got for you today. It was so great to talk to you again after it's been two years. It was so great to talk to you. And, and if, if December is the next time you guys are, are rolling through, potentially, then uh, I can't wait to I can't wait to be there. It's been too fucking long. 
It has been too long, man. Yeah, let's definitely catch up and have a beer when I'm out that way. Hell yeah! Uh, if you're in, if you're in Clifton, I can bring you more stuff from uh, from Ghost Hawk. Yes, please. Shout out Ghost Hawk. You know, anytime I'm doing one of these uh, shows from home, I'll drink a drink their beer and shout them out at the top of the show. And people ask me like, are they a sponsor? No, they're not a sponsor. I just really like their beer, and I like that's the damn beer. That's pretty much all that I have at my house at this point. I actually posted yeah. on my. I was cleaning out my garage. Uh, I wasn't cleaning out the garage so much as I was going through the beer. A friend was moving away, and I was giving them. Some, they were moving from Jersey to Texas, and I was giving yeah. them some ghost talk to take with them. So I was sorting through what I had because I had so much, and I actually took a picture and posted to my Facebook of all of the. It was mostly Ghost Hawk beer, but it was just all of this beer just from New Jersey breweries. And it was I have an insane amount of beer, and, and most of it is wow. theirs. But all right, man. Like I said, in, until then, and, and we'll, we'll definitely we'll sh- we'll share a beer one way or the other. And, and uh, yes. I can't wait to see you guys rock out. Yeah, as always, Jay, man. Great to hear your voice, buddy. Yeah, dude. You too.
And that was The Lonely Ones with the song Dying All Night Long. I want to thank Jimmy for being on the show once again. As I said, I really, really fucking enjoyed this conversation and this interview. And I can't wait to see them come back to the area. Uh, if you want to follow the Lonely Ones on social media, you can follow them on Facebook and Instagram at The Lonely Ones Band. On Twitter at underscore the lonely ones underscore and you can also subscribe to their patreon at patreon.com slash the lonely ones you can also follow j bunny's music hub on facebook twitter instagram and patreon just search j bunny's music hub and yes that's right folks in case you didn't listen to the last episode i have finally gotten the patreon all set up and i'm just gonna go over one more time and i'll keep going over it because why the fuck not what the different tiers are so we have the official patron tier three dollars a month helps to support j bunny's music hub and it also gets you automatic entry into any of the giveaways that we have on the podcast do have those occasional giveaways for cds and what have you no purchase necessary to enter the the contest you can always just follow the instructions on facebook to enter the contest but any patrons at, at, at any level actually are going to get automatic contest entry the next tier is five dollars a month gets you advanced podcast info and input Um, you'll be the first to find out guests for the podcast as they're booked Uh, all bookings are subject to change however you'll also have the ability to submit questions for the podcast and one question from each one question will be selected for each show so of all of the questions that get submitted i'm going to pick one because if there's too many people uh you know all your questions will, will, will overtake mine. So I'm going to just use one per, one per episode. Now, the next tier is uh, $10 a month, and that is the exclusive shows tier. I'm going to have a, a patron-exclusive podcast episodes where I discuss the news of the week in metal and hard rock. Uh, for example, uh, it was just announced yesterday that uh, Joey Jordison, uh, previously of Slipknot, has passed away. Uh, you know, that would be something that would be covered in that uh, This Week in Rock and Metal uh, episode. Uh, this level also includes the perks of the lower levels, so you still get the advance notice on bookings and the ability to submit questions, and you also get the uh, contest entries. So I guess the contest entries, every every level includes the perks for the level before it. So every level gets automatic contest entries, advanced podcast info and input that level you get that and you can submit questions and then for the ten dollar tier in addition to those perks you get the exclusive shows so if you enjoy what i'm doing and want to see it continue or get more of me in your life by getting those extra episodes please subscribe to the patreon don't forget you can also if you support music the way that i do by buying it you can also follow on uh, Facebook and Twitter, Industry Embers, at Industry Embers, and make sure to tweet or post any music purchases with the hashtag BuyMusic, B-U-Y, or it's BuyMusic, B-Y-E. So as for what is next for the show, I do already have another episode recorded. So my voice is, uh, I, I may sound a little out of it. I went to Dingbats in Clifton, New Jersey last night to see uh, Gemini Syndrome and A Killer's Confession. I interviewed Aaron, the singer from Gemini Syndrome, for the podcast. 
So, my voice is a little shot because I fucking love Gemini Syndrome and I was screaming along to all their songs last night. It's so great that concerts are back. So, as long as all goes well with, with the editing and whatnot, that episode with Aaron should be out next week. I do also have some other potential episodes I was talking to, and again... Uh, until until anything is is set, not gonna let you know unless you're on the Patreon. Uh, but I was speaking to somebody at Dingbats last night who was interested in being on the show, so that may be forthcoming. Um, I have some other uh, other emails out there, other emails into me as always. So there is definitely going to be more things coming your way. I'm gonna leave you guys today with another song from the Lonely Ones. Uh, as as Jimmy said, they don't have an album yet, so all these songs are standalone singles. This is their most recent single that was released within the last week or two. This is Getting High. Until next time, guys.